welcome to Happy Times and Places. It's a positively inclined Doctor Who episode commentary podcast in which a special guest chooses an episode, nominates in secret their favourite things about each episode, and then I, Toby Haydock, have to watch, commentate along, and try to guess what those favourite things are. Hello, Toby, and listeners to Toby's podcast. My name is Ben. Like Toby, I'm a writer for Doctor Who magazine. I've also co-written a couple of books with Russell T. Davis, the writer's tale books, still available. The serial that I've chosen for you to watch is survival. I really did struggle to whittle it down to just four. I have, for the purpose of this parlour game, so as not to break your podcast, I have um, uh, whittled it down. Well, welcome back, everybody. It is part two of Survival with the fabulous Ben Cook. I mean, he, he should know, need no introduction um, if you've not read the books that he wrote with Russell T. Davis, The Writer's Tale. Oh, it's a Bible in those early, heady, exciting uh, years of Doctor Who's return. It was like something brilliant about Doctor Who was coming out every five minutes. And that, no, that amazing, candid, uh, fascinating book is no exception. Uh, and Ben's been a great part of uh, telling of the the recent history of, of Doctor Who. Um, and so I'm very grateful that he's contributed to a, an old man's <laughs> wheezing and groaning uh, with his youthful vigour and his trendy things. Um, but uh, I'm fascinated to hear what he's got to say uh, and buoyed by his enthusiasm for a story that was on when he was a baby. Um, I, it always gives puts hope in my heart when somebody young likes old Doctor Who. It's easy to like new Doctor Who, um, uh, but but you know, but but you know, if you don't have any nostalgic pull towards it because uh, you were you were sort of born after it or you were cognizant after it, I, I always think I like people who like old things. But that's because I'm a <laughs> uh, a, a, a grey haired Picardigant. Um, reminiscer. So, um, listen. I'm going to press. I'm going to press select on episode two of Survival, uh, and there will probably be a bit of a delay, and our chances of syncing up are minuscule. But nonetheless, I'm going to go in three, two, one, and here we go. So, oh, here's a confession. This is the last episode of Doctor Who. I saw go out live. Gosh, there's a tragic story to tell. And I wonder... Well, we'll talk about it maybe for episode three. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, but uh, I mean, I did a bit of name dropping uh, last episode about knowing a, a lot of the cast from this. But it's uh, it's 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 funny, isn't it? I, I, I did a, a commentary for Phantom Films on, on this with with the with the guest cast um and as i say i i'd, I'd already i already knew them uh, uh, david john and shakuntala romani and will barton uh and uh you know the the, the divorcees i think we said we were, we were the divorcees of old london town and will who plays midge i mean he, he he actually contacted me because neither of us now live where we lived oh god tim Nin minchin was my next door neighbor for a bit 
Uh, Elizabeth Carling, actress from Casualty, lived on our street. Christine Bottomley, the actress I only discovered afterwards. I know her quite well now. And we got chatty. So I live in, in uh, you know, North London, blah, 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 oh, whereabouts. And she mentioned the road. And I was like, I, that's where I lived. And it turns out we were neighbours for ages. Um, but I used to see, there's a line in my one-man show, My Stepson Stole My Sonic Screwdriver. Because we lived, I lived in the shadow of Alexandra Palace, where I went. Oh, I'm always pop, I'm always seeing Capaldi, bumping into Capaldi on the way to Tesco's before he'd been cast as Doctor Who. So that was one of the the, the first. That was you know that was a, that was a Doctor Who thing where Capaldi gets a name checked before he was actually Doctor Who. I mean, he'd been in Doctor Who, but none that I used the name because it had a, quite a nice rhythm to it. That line, I'm always bumping into Capaldi on the way to Tesco's. Uh, it's a nice, it's a nice line. Always got to laugh. Um, but then he became Doctor Who, but that was that was post the show. Um, uh, and and yes, this this uh, the, 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 I, it's quite nice that they play with him. Although it's pretty grim, isn't it? If you think about it, um, he's, it's a it's a really good performance from 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 Ainley in this. The, he must be really hot as well. But I I, th I think they've really reined in uh, his his his. Uh, you know, because he, he he does enjoy playing the master, but I think uh, I, I I think it's well judged in this. Um, oh, Stevie, uh, St Stevie, one of the uh, great referred to but never seen because he's dead. Doctor Who characters. Um, so uh, Will Barton, who plays Midge, yeah, he's he's actually quite posh. He's playing Boris Johnson at the moment in a in a play about Boris Johnson. He does an excellent Boris Johnson impression. Uh, and he's a he's a com he's a good comic actor. Actually, Will and I were both up for the same role in an episode of Holby City. In fact, that was the first time we spoke to each other. He'd lived on my street all that time, and I never plucked up the courage to speak to him. And then we both auditioned for a geeky part in Holby City, um, and I got it. Um, but that's when I introduced myself. I said, "You live on my street." Uh, and he offered me a lift back, but I I then had to do something else, so I, di I didn't have a lift back with him that time. But it did mean that we then sort of knew who each other were. Um, so that was that was when I first spoke to Will. But um, I'm sort of building up to the he 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 contacted me because because not only are we now not living that street um, and both got divorced from the person we were married to when we lived in that street but the uh the the woman we divorced as now so we didn't both divorce the same woman but we both divorced a woman and both of those women have, have now uh changed the tune changed the instrument they play the tune up they're both now not their nocturnal dalliances are of a different kind anyway but both <laughs> Uh, and I've got to be careful because I'm. I, look, this is somebody else's life, so I'm. I'm not. It's just that it's. Uh, it's. It, it, it amused us that our stories uh, and the things that went wrong in both of our lives were, were almost exactly the same. And he said, "Can I tell this as an amusing anecdote, or would it upset you?" I said, "No, you could tell it. I like that bit. I think that's really cool. That's because it's really funny because it's. It's. Uh, you know, it's this whole elaborate kind of." Uh, plan uh and the cat very coolly and i like the extension of the claws um so yes anyway uh, uh will and i have quite a lot <laughs> that's happened in common um uh that's a beautiful shot i think it's i mean it's very early paint box but it really works 
Um, I was the only one that ate the worm stew. I like that. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, the characterization is smart here. I know it's quite broad, but the idea that, you know, Patterson is, I survive this way. What, w- what will you do to survive, you know? Um, and the fact that the, the guy who thinks he's the tough guy that's done all the survival courses when it, when it comes down to it is just as, as, just as clueless as everybody else. And the idea of, you know, do, do we fight in order to survive? Um, and the doctor, what, what, you know, when the doctor u- ultimately uses Ace, doesn't he, in order to... It's, it's yeah, it's... Uh, I, I think it's taking mature themes. Now, this guy's called jack something or other and he's also one of the husks in uh uh uh, uh ghost light so you know he was a, he was a round and about but uh he's he's not long for this world sadly because I, I believe he, he sort of lands doesn't he on the planet and then just yells and runs uh dave john has had a really good career um uh, I remember he was, he was, he's done work at the exchange and, and Shakuntala uh, gets loads of work uh, and is a, is a really good actress, actress I know some female act, actors like being called act, actors, actresses my partner likes to be called an, I think calls herself an actor even though she's a female actor um, but I know some who are adamant about actress. Uh, I love the fact that the doctor's still got his hat on. <laughs> He's great at that sort of stuff, Sylvester. Um, and I think the master's brilliant in this and the feeding of the cat. Uh... And he's, he's, I mean, he's, because he's, he's aged quite well, but also he's quite sort of gnarled. It's quite, you know, and, and this, I mean, again, that's, you know, you can, you can see that the, the picture in the wide shot has been sort of paused, as it were, in order to f- feed everybody in. But it's, you know, for, I remember these effects at the time being, you know, cutting edge, and I don't think they've aged particularly badly. Um, and I think this, this location is brilliant. Um, and I love the sort of, the, I think that the, Cheetah people extras do great work with the with the sort of playing around the, you know the, the the cat cat games that they do uh, and you know this it's again it's quite an arch metaphor of you know the planet the more that its inhabitants fight the closer to destruction the planet gets um, but I I think but that symbiotic relationship the the creatures have with the the world i think is a really interesting science fiction idea and it doesn't have to get into the mechanics of it um and and you know in the in the late 80s you know we've we've just had um battlefield haven't we where there's a nuclear missile convoy there is still still living in the shadow of you know being wiped out and as i record this um you, you know any complacency we might have had on that uh on that side of things has been has been pretty summarily dispatched as the world has changed its constitution in a in a week and we found that a sovereign power can get uh, invaded and bombarded by uh, uh, a superpower who's actually not particularly afraid of uh, any of our calls for what we see as um, the right way to do things um, so you know that reminder of of the potential that we have for destruction and you know and our our instinct to fight you know is uh, is something that good science fiction wrestles with and i th- and i think this 
you know, this this has to do it in something that's got an eccentric hero and certain science fiction element and, and can only go so far in its depiction of violence. And I think it judges it's re it really well. And I think it's intentional. I do remember this episode at the time, I do remember thinking, for all the story that it's got to tell, they do largely spend the episode running around. Uh, and instead of running through corridors, they're, they're running through corridors. <laughs> um, but the, you know, it's it's this is this is sort of quite nice disaster movie stuff. You've got a you've got a a, a bunch of characters thrown together. Um, oh, the poor. Yes, he does. He lands and immediately goes ah. And instead of going uh, hello everybody, he just. I, I've got no idea why he doesn't run up to them and go, what the hell's going on? I've just been kidnapped by a cat. He runs through the people that might have been able to help him uh, and into danger. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I think that could have been achieved slightly better. He's hampered by the fact he's not allowed to say anything because he's an extra. Um, you know, the, 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 the minute you're not on the call sheet... Uh, is is the minute you're, you eventually you're not long for this world and indeed there he goes he's dead now but it looks like Derek's going to get uh, but they play with Derek don't they and, but I, I feel their claws I feel the viciousness and these you know it's a bit I've just been watching The Walking Dead that's a great shot of the cat watching and 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 everybody having to sort of stand there but that's uh, and and I and I, and this is this is that's very Doctor Who of the Doctor standing there and saying don't run don't do this and everybody's sort of charging past him i i you know that's that's sort of witty and exciting uh and well done ace um uh, yes and I, I just remember that she saves derek <laughs> then to, derek sort of pegs it and leaves her so it's a good job she catches up i love uh, the way that the doctor uh, chips the cat over and raises his hat i mean if, if you're in ever in any doubt that you're watching doctor who that's terrific um and of course this splits everybody up where so it's it although it is everybody running around and being chased it does it does send everybody off to their different parts of the story so um, Ace is going to have her cat lesbian thing going on. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've just said that, um, but it it is kind of uh, kind of true. Um, uh, so um, yeah, you 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 look over the pond at that wet pussy. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I've just said that, but I don't care. Um, uh, and it's lovely, uh, lovely pink moon in the sky um but you know i think the actors sell sell this well and i think that you know i i i believe that that cat is seeking refreshment in the in the water after a you know after an intense day's hunting uh uh oh it's great and the scary eye uh and then uh, the doctor and, and the, the great use of the sort of silhouette against the skyline um so yes although it is a bit of running about it's it's the there's there's there, there is a bit of plot um because because everybody has to go and serve the factions but yeah i was saying i've I, i've been watching the, the walking dead and that you know seeing people you know in slightly tatty clothes you know with with quite sort of visceral enemies you know i feel i feel you know 
the scratch on everybody's arm, the you know, the, the, the it, it, it feels dangerous, you know, even though they are sort of quite cuddly. But I, I uh, but they, they, they make real good use, I think, of the fact that they are, you know, these cats for all that they've got, you know, two legs and are humanoid in shape. The fact that they play with each other, the fact that they get distracted to have a fight, um, which enables our human characters to get away or do different things. Uh, or, or be ignored. I think I, I buy all of that. I think that's cleverly conceived and and quite well done. And I think these costumes are. I think these costumes are fine. Um, you know, you'd want them a bit tighter fitting now. You'd you'd want them to look a bit less, slightly less costumey. But I I think I think I think they're they're, they're attractive and they, they 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 do the job. When they fight each other, they trigger explosions. Now you see where well, I don't quite know how that works but i think it's an i i think it's a a nice metaphor um and i i think that's that's the kind of thing that doctor who does does well if you let it you know you've got to admire a story that is trying to do more than just tell a story um i like your badges is the cat saying um Yeah, so uh, how do we feel about this? Are they are they getting it? Are they getting are they getting jiggy? Uh, whereas uh, Midge, so that's interesting, is it? Because Ace is getting a bit fruity with the old cat. <laughs> uh, whereas uh, Midge is gonna penetrate this one. I, oh, it's quite metaphorical, isn't it? Um, but you know, he succumbs to bloodlust. Uh, which is going to prove to be, you know, his his reversion. Well, not reversion, but his descent into savagery. Whereas Ace has something, uh, you know, gets gets a bit more bonded with with uh, her cat quarry, uh, her quarry in the quarry. Um, but again, it 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 it. I'm always drawn to the idea that, you know, for all our intelligence and reason and art, we are, you know, we are, we are creatures of instinct. You know, we have, you know, we have, we have habits and reactions based upon, even tribalism, you know, is, is based upon uh, something, you know, it's an innately animalistic characteristic and so i think that anything that sort of draws parallels to us you know quatermass and the pit does it you know that that's the the idea that some of the terrible things that we do are because of our genetic programming in a way now that programming has been done by martians in quatermass and the pit but it's, it's a, but but you know animals are programmed to do certain things that they do without logic or reason or thinking about it it's because it's 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 programmed into them in order to survive well that's why we do things and that's why i think we sometimes you know react to you know we we dislike the unlike or we get very tribal or we you know um uh, we we attack to defend and all of those sorts of things that's a great shot you see that's beautiful and and a lot of that is is special effects it's a it's a painted sun and a and a painted reflection which again for the time is uh, is is pretty good attention to detail uh, 
Oh, yes, oh, I'd forgotten this. So she's pulled her out of the water. Uh, so now she has to give her the water. Uh, and then they're going to become uh, the lovely cat lesbians. <laughs> I don't know why it just amuses me to say that. Um, I know it's childish. Um, uh, but there's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. I mean, I did I did I pick up much of the? But I like the I like the sort of subtext about you know awakening passion. I think I think you know Ace as a forty eight year old man. I, I Ace doesn't translate brilliantly as a teenager to me. Um, but but that's because teenagers to me look so young. Um, and I think and I think in these days you know you would have you would probably have younger looking actors uh, as, as, as all of these characters, um, which might make, I think, some of the subtext about sexual awakening and, and, and you know, that terrible battleground that your body is when you're a, a teenager. I have a teenager doing that themselves at the moment. And it's, uh, and, I, and I, in fact, I've been watching something set in a school recently um, and I found it terribly moving because I was terrified at school. I was terrified of authority, of getting into trouble. I was also terrified of my peers who could who could be unkind and who could be cruel. I was terrified of, of what the future had in store. Um, and all of that, trying to understand the world whilst, you know, your b body was, a, a, as I say, doing all sorts of strange things. And it was playing with your hormones, which plays with your mind. It's a, it's a, it's a time of great heightened emotion and great sadness. And I, I get terribly moved when I see young people because I know how intense that emotion can be when a friend blanks you or uh, you know something happens with a parent or at school that, that seems like the end of the world and oh that 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 sheer gut-wrenching uh, emotion that, that can happen and, and I th and I think you know I think all of that would be slightly more effective in this if 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 the actors looked a bit younger. Um, but I, I, as I say, I, I like, I like the fact that Doctor Who is taking a sort of mature approach to, uh, you know, kids of this age. You know, and and and, and you know, Ace is by no means like any real delinquent. I've met she's a very watered down version because of what you're allowed to to show on on television but I, I I think the I think the desire to explore that kind of a character within this framework is really really interesting and laudable uh, and I think it gives a great dynamic to the to the two leads and the sort of story storytelling and I think and I think that and I think the two actors have a great rapport with each other uh, you know they're they're a great team, and I think yeah I think I think the desire to have this kind of dynamic with Doctor and companion is a is a is a really smart one, and I'm not criticising Sophie Aldred by the way, who I think is great when I when I talk about uh, uh, not buying Ace as a as a as a teenager. I just think I just think now when we're used to actually shows with teen leads where the the actors are quite often teens we we trust younger actors more now maybe younger actors are better now for some reason i don't know why um oh yeah and he's but i, I remember i remember will saying that that bit where the doctor goes 
um, where did you get this necklace that Sylvester had actually gone where did you get this necklace that you're not wearing and they realized that they'd filmed all afternoon and he hadn't got the he hadn't got the necklace on it's not his fault um, wardrobe continuity someone should have done it but apparently Alan Waring walked away with his head in his hands but they got it they got it sorted but and apparently it's baking hot um, but this is you know and there's a really interesting message about you know succumbing to our inner beast you know there's there's a lot going on um, and it it is slightly more than just people running around this week than I'd than I'd certainly felt at the time uh, so these are the last minutes of Doctor Who that I watched go out actually as they were broadcast and we will explain why next time uh, on a and I think Ainley does all the sort of uh, I, I'm the master taming this creature. Um, yeah, go home. Uh, and that's I think that's a really nice idea. The 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 cat flap. It was called. I remember it was first announced. It was called cat flap. Um, but this idea that 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 it there's that, you know becoming becoming the savage creature is the gateway back to the world. Uh, he doesn't remember his name. I think that's really. I, I think that's 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 a really economical, brilliant line, um, and that's very good because then they then they start getting paranoid, um, and of course, yeah, Patterson starts casting aspersions. I like that. They could there could have actually been a little bit more of that. Uh, uh, they could have, they could have played with that. Who's gonna turn? You could have had an whole episode of that actually, but instead they leap to do the storytelling and that is a cracking cliffhanger again the, the picture's slightly fuzzy because in those days that the make you know the the effect involved certain bits of manipulation which means that you can it kind of stands out a little bit but i think that's a terrific cliffhanger uh, that that ace is the one who is is going to take them is going to take them home because she's she's the one that's uh, had her wild side opened up um Oh, poor old Derek didn't get a single credit because of the stunt, because of the, because of the stunt arranger. Um, okay, so that was episode two of Survival. These credits are nice and long, aren't they? And you can read all of them. Uh, when I am king, credits will be like this again. Uh, so I have to choose something for episode two. Tricky. Um, I think, well, I think I've got to choose the the metaphor at the heart of the, the story. The, you know, the, the fighting, hastening the planet to destruction and, uh, 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 and, and you know, the, the, the idea about, you know, succumbing to your animal instincts. Um, and, and, and how those are within us and how you know those can be those can be awakened by either you know by a visceral thrill in midge's case by by the kill uh the hunt and the kill and by aces by the the connection you know uh, the frisson of physical proximity and connection mental and physical and i think all of that stuff's really interesting and i think it's 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 really well deployed it's maturely deployed in the in the story and in the scripting um 
And as I say, sometimes it's perhaps very to the fore, but I think that's okay because you've also, you know, it's, it's, you know, there are school kids watching this, but you're also throwing in a bit of, bit of a sapphic undertow and, uh, and, and some really interesting thoughts on, you know, in, in, in innate bloodlust and all of that sort of stuff. I, I think, yeah, I think good for them for to remember this is, this is, this is the series that in recent years has had, um, uh, red tongued aliens invading butlins and, uh, uh, somebody from Dynasty yelling at a giant brain. I, I think uh, <laughs> in high heels and shoulder pads. Um, I, you know, I, I think, uh, and and but yeah, uh, yeah, but Bertie Bassett uh, c- cooking for uh, cooking for Margaret Thatcher. I, th- <laughs> I think, uh, I, th- I, yeah, I think it's 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 maturely done. That's my thing, and I'm sticking to it for part two. What does Ben Cook think? And that was part two of Survival. Another good, a great episode. And it's all good, obviously. Now, Toby, I have tried not to choose specific actors because I know you try to avoid choosing actors, but I couldn't not choose um, Anthony Ainley's master as my favourite thing about part two. By the time Anthony Ainley takes over, uh, the character in the in the 80s the master does just become every inch the sort of moustache twirling panto villain i don't want to be mean but it's a little uh it's a choice <laughs> suddenly then in survival you get that performance you're like where the hell did that come from in the show's dying moments we, we get a, a whole new desperate feral master i wish that antony had been given the opportunity to do that sooner imagine that master imagine the survival master opposite colin baker's doctor or opposite peter davison's doctor my only criticism if i was to make one tiny criticism is i wish that they had saved the reveal of the master till the part one cliffhanger rather than hinting at it over the course of part one but i think uh yeah just the, the master in, in, in part two is, and part three is just um it's just incredible. Go watch part three and I will uh, reveal my, my final two things, my favourite thing about part three and my bonus thing in uh, another 25 minutes or so. Bye. Ah, oh, thanks, Ben. And I'm looking at his calendar behind him in his beautifully shot uh, video uh, and he's recording that in February 2021. I'm recording this at the end of February 2022. So apologies to Ben and indeed to everybody who's recorded, because obviously I sent out loads of requests and people came back at different times. Uh, and then I've had to stagger uh, stories between uh, different doctors and things like that. So there are some people who've uh, uh, who've had to wait for quite a long time to hear their things now i i'm recording this in february 2022 which means that patrons will be hearing it in march or april 2022 non-patrons you'll be you'll be about six months away so there's still a big gap between people recording their things uh, and giving them to me but i think it's better for me to have them in the can and then i'm not having to wait uh, upon other people to get uh, to get these out on a regular basis so that's just a bit of housekeeping what did he choose the master anthony ainley it's ainley's best performance in many many years uh you know this it's it's not the same performance as what we last saw him in trial of a time lord where he's uh he spends a lot of it on a screen guffawing at people and then mark of the rani where he's uh, wrangling uh, a, a a fair few word salads uh, <laughs> but he's great i mean i i'd, I'd sort of 
I, I guess I feel that that, that that Alan Waring is involved with that as well. I don't know, but it just seems to me that he's being directed to be to be more subtle. But it's not just that he's quieter; it's it's that he's, as you say, he's he's he's. Got, it's like he's got a sort of simmering gruesomeness about him that that really fits the character. But that that's slightly bigger, more dignified uh, costume. Um, you know, he's becoming a bit more of a sort of, yeah, a, 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 a sort of senior character, if you like. Uh, he seems to have aged quite a lot uh, in, in between uh, uh, Trial of a Time Lord and 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 there, um, and it and it's and it's really actually helped with the characterization and has been very much. But yes, it it is a choice. Uh, I I I think he's. Uh, I think it's a lovely. It's it's a it's a lovely. Um, positive development for this incarnation of the master in his final appearance well apart from the destiny of the doctor's computer game uh oh and anthony only just started to be evolved in the dvd range didn't he did the commentary for keeper of traken uh and uh then then he passed away and i think we oh because he, he's quite an enigmatic character i know somebody who played cricket with him uh <laughs> who uh had some hair raising stories well some toupee raising stories but also some very interesting stories about uh about anthony ainley <laughs> uh who seems to have been quite a character um and i know doctor who fans respond to him in different ways because i think he could be quite quite rude to some doctor who fans asking him things and then really helpful and really game i think depending on what mood he was in but aren't, aren't we all different depending on what mood we're in uh, and I think he certainly took against uh, John Nathan Turner latterly, um, and so was was cautious about, you know, what he invested his time in and, and what he was getting paid, um, which he's perfectly entitled to do as a self-employed performer, even though I think he was of independent means and didn't need to work uh, because uh, he was uh, from a, a, an acting dynasty. Um, but nonetheless, that's you do what you want. Um, but anyway, I never had the pleasure. Uh, I would have been fascinated to have known a little bit more about Anthony Ainley. It's odd because he's a because he's a, actually is a figure from recent Doctor Who for me. I'm, I know some of you young people are listening and going, but that the eighties was ages ago. I grew up. I was alive in the eighties. I was conscious. I was cognizant. Anthony Ainley was a character from modern Who, and it seems so odd that somebody can be an enigmatic figure from relatively recent history I'm, i've just been researching reginald tate the actor who played the original quasimass and just trying to get aspects of his character in order to put them in this book i'm writing and i, I have i found some interviews only you know no not not no oral uh, history but 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 interviews with him in newspaper articles and things like that. so i've got a little flavor of the man um and it's lovely piecing all of that together but you know i i can't i can't get a smell of him or a taste of him or or i i, I the touch or the feel of of him I, because because you know only fragments remain and that's of him playing fictional characters you know i don't i don't know what reginald tate sort of sounded like when he was just as, as himself or, or or you know how he dressed or whatever um you know sitting down to eat a meal and all that. and 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 ainley you know we, we have footage of him at conventions and being himself but i don't know i'd i'd have I'd have liked to have, I'd have liked to have had a, you know, had lunch with him or gone to his house just to just to see how he ticked, just to 
you know, because I've, I've been around to the houses of so many people and uh, have been involved with Doctor Who, and you just get a feel for a person, you know what I mean? So we'll always be a little enigmatic, but maybe that's good. Maybe that's what we need for the master. And of course, Delgado had it because he'd, you know, he died before he could really, uh, you know, because he, before he could make an impression uh, on us of a man. But I think, I do think it's interesting that, uh, yeah, somebody from recent Who history can be such an enigmatic figure. Uh, but he's, yeah, it is one of his best performances. Good choice by Ben. Well, join us next time for the last episode of Doctor Who. My goodness. Doctor Who's final flourish. Uh, before it was cruelly snatched from us. Well, not snatched from us. Snuck away in the night with nobody ever really telling us until much, much later that they'd nicked it. Uh, anyway, thanks to Ben. Thanks to you for listening and uh, join me for the final episode of TV's Doctor Who next time take care thank you ever so much for listening to Happy Times and Places which is presented by me Toby Haydock my special guest this time around is YouTuber journalist editor and all round renaissance He's not a man, he's a boy in my eyes. Benjamin Cook, who can be found on Twitter, doesn't need my help though, he's got billions of followers, at Benjamin underscore Cook. Please do follow him there. And please convey through the psychic planes your thanks to the various patrons that make these podcasts possible, because I'd certainly like to. They include Joe Llewellyn, Darren Mackay, Ian K. McLachlan, Nathan Martin, Adam Parker, Barry Platt, Risto Matti Sarillo, David Trainier, Luke Atkins, Peter Adamson, Kevin Ashelford, Will Brooks, Rick Byatt, Robin Bland, Alex Kapajoglu, and Paul Carnahan. The music for these podcasts is by Dave Gates, and the podcast artwork by Dylan Patterson. Oh, I didn't credit as many uh, patrons there because uh, I gassed on a bit during the closing titles, but hey, I like to mix it up occasionally because I'm a crazy maverick. If you would like to sponsor the crazy maverick dom, maverickness, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydock. And most of the time I will mention your name, uh, depending on your tiers uh, dictating, which dictate uh, the frequency of the mentions. But that doesn't mean I am any less appreciative of everybody whose donations start from £3 a month and you get most things uh, credit on the podcasts bonus material exclusive access all sorts of other stuff and most of that stuff is available at the lowest tier of £3 a month and you can also get 10% off that and indeed on off any of the tiers if you sign up for a year in one go and that's at patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydock now, a monthly commitment may be a bit daunting, so you can go to Kofi if you like, to do a one-off donation if you're feeling flush or if you feel that I sound hungry or needy or, or, or perhaps spoiling so much that I engage in a bout of gluttony that finishes me off and then you'll never have to hear from me again. Whatever your motive, I'll still take, I'll still take your donations because uh, we self-employed artists have to come cap in hand, for which I'm uh, very apologetic. But look, I know that times are tough and uh, tougher uh, for, 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 for a great many people, um, uh, you know, who, who don't have the uh, uh, privilege of doing something that they love for a living. So listen, I'm just grateful to you for listening. Uh, but if you do enjoy listening 
and you do want to support these podcasts but uh, can't financially i totally get that but what i'd really like then is if you could do something that's free and that's to go to itunes or podbean or wherever you get your podcasts and to leave a five star rating and some positive lines of review and just take to cyberspace and say positive things that really helps to just spread the word because i don't have an advertising budget it's just me in a cupboard and uh you know getting word out there is really really helpful and uh, that would be very very much appreciated thank you i'm also a stand-up comic and i run a non-for-profit uh comedy club it's it's not for profit by principle not because it's incompetent we've been going for 24 years but we like to feed any door money that we get back into the acts into the grassroots of comedy um and and to keep that door charge as low as possible which has been a good principle for 24 years in terms of us having some fantastic comics on we had joe lysett the other week we've had nish kumar on alongside the joe lysett's and nish kumar's of the future um and that's on tuesday night at 8 p.m uh at Excess Malarkey Comedy Club at the Breadshed in Manchester. But we're also online on twitch.tv forward slash Excess Malarkey. And we do a monthly online show now on Sundays, the first Sunday of every month at 8pm. And there's an archive of all the sort of things that we got up to online during the pandemic when we couldn't take to the live stage. So uh, so maybe check those out and, uh, and find out a little bit about Excess Malarkey Comedy Club, which, as I says, is going to be celebrating 25 years of mirth-making, but not profit-making, uh, in uh, September. Uh, and again, that's a thing that, if you like it, you can support just by spreading the word on social media. It does help. I worry I'm a bit name dropper, you know, but it's not it's not me going, oh, look at who I know, clang. Um, I mean, the Joe Lysett, Nish Kumar thing I've just done is to, to show that, you know, the comedy club that, that I work at has uh, some pretty good people uh, for a low door fee. But, you know, drop, dropping the names of Doctor Who people that I've met, um, it just it's just tickles me. Uh, and I don't underestimate it. I'm not I, I don't I'm certainly not knocking the people. I love the fact that I've met them. But I'm also, you know, I'm not brandishing it as a great currency. It just tickles me. I lived in the countryside in the middle of nowhere. The idea that I, I would ever get to get sprinkled by the stardust that coalesced to make Doctor Who was completely alien to me. I had I knew nobody in the business. The idea that, that one, you, you, you could even get an equity card if you had my background and didn't know anybody in the business was, I mean, it just seemed so out of reach. So the fact that yeah, I've I've met uh, a, a lot of the cast of uh, Survival is is not me trying to lord it over anybody um, because that would be absurd. Uh, it's it's not a great claim to fame at all. But I nonetheless love the fact that it happened and what it represents. And I hope it comes across like that. But I don't know. It's agony. Do you know what? It's agony. I, I know it's it's all. I know it's all, everything's relative. It's not the same agony as you know working down a mine or doing a. 24-hour shift on the NHS but um, but putting your thoughts down and then going should I go through that and change that and edit that and qualify that and in the end you just have to go look I said what I said at the time and I will just wang it out there but um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it then does cause you sleepless nights why do I do this why didn't I become something else for a job this isn't even a job why didn't i do something else why don't i do so why don't i do something else Should i do something else shall i 
nope, I'm just going to go and watch Survival 3. Sorry. <laughs> but at least I had a crisis of conscience. I'm like, I'm like the villain's sidekick who wavers just at the end, and perhaps that wavering buys the hero some time. But I still die a horrible, a deserved, wretched death. 